The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Touchdown turnover back by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong, better rates and better service. ATFU.com is the website. Okay. Tennessee, Florida tonight. There's been one player for Tennessee that we can say that has been consistent from the opening day to this point. One guy. Uno. Uno. Kenny Chandler? No. Uno is one. Oh, I thought you mean like Uno jersey number. No. I don't know how to say 25 in Spanish. I don't either. <laughs> Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, siete. In five is siete. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. No, cinco. Yeah, Cinco. I'm an idiot. As you all know. So, what would that be? uh, Dos Cinco? Would that be 25? Uh, Dos Cinco? Sure. (laughs) Sure. One guy that's been consistent for Tennessee, man, and that has been Santiago Vescovi, who right now is averaging 14 points per game. And uh, on his heels is Kenny Chandler, averaging 13.3. Touchdown turnover tonight. Viscovi will be the leading scorer for the Vols. 25. 25. I do not miss Spanish class whatsoever. Me either. Woo. Me either. What you got, man? Uh, I, I'll say touchdown. I'm just not willing to put pretend money on anybody else. I don't, I don't really trust anybody at the moment. And uh, you're right. He has been the most consistent player from game one to game whatever we're at. He has been Tennessee's best player, quite frankly. And Tennessee needs him to shoot the ball like he did against LSU on Saturday in order to have success. And he he seems to really be in a groove right now and, and really playing with a lot of confidence and a lot of swagger. And I, I think he will be Tennessee's leading scorer tonight for two simple reasons. He's been the best player, the most consistent player this season. B, I don't trust anybody else to come out and be the leading scorer. <laughs> I mean, that that's... That's probably what I would do. I was thinking about this being while you were talking. About about Vescovy. You can't hide hard work. Like, you cannot hide it. You can hide a lot of things. You got a big old tummy, just wear a sweatshirt. You got a black eye, you just wear sunglasses or wear makeup. Your toes throwing up gang signs. You can't wear flip-flops. That's okay. You just wear shoes. You can hide bad feet. 
You can hide bad breath. Sort of, kind of. You can hide things. But you can't hide hard work. You can't do it. You can hide money. But you can't hide hard work, man. Think about Cedric Tillman. Think about Vescovy. Two guys that you can tell the difference in their play. You throw in Jordan Horston on the basketball team. You just can't hide hard work. I I was not a fan of watching her as a freshman. Me either. She she frustrated me. But man, she has turned into an awesome, awesome player. I actually texted one of my buddies, texted a buddy, baby, on Sunday during the Lady Vols Georgia game and said, Man, Jordan Horston has turned into a really good basketball player. Yeah, she's the MVP of this team. Yes, she she does everything. She is a stat sheet stuffer. She she is, man. So, like, I was just thinking about Viscovi, and, you know, every time you watch Tennessee play on TV, they're talking about his conditioning and how, you know, how, how much work he put in, his confidence level. It's hard work. There's no substitute for it. And when you see it, you know it. Vescovy is a perfect example of that. Cedric Tillman is a perfect example of that. Jordan Horston is a perfect example of that. And they're not the only example. They're the three examples that came to mind first. Will Vescovy be the leading scorer tonight? I'm going to turn over. I'm going to go turn over. You going to pick Urosh? No. Big Roche? I'm not. Do, do you think uh, Urosh gives an elbow to a Florida player in retribution for John Fulkerson last year? What do you think? Yes. What do you think? It's going to be physical, man. This game is all good. That's not what I asked. I didn't ask the- if it was going to be physical. I asked if, if Urosh... Was gonna throw an Omar Payne elbow no, to a Florida player. No, you ain't said Omar Payne elbow at first. No, you said an elbow. Well, I was referencing the Omar Payne. No, play he's not gonna do that. In, in retribution for John Fulkerson. No, he's not gonna do that. He might. Would you be surprised if he did? I would not be surprised if he did. <laughs> but I wouldn't either. He shouldn't do that, and he I don't think not. He, I don't think he would. He just not start playing a lot. I, I don't I, mess it up by you know getting yourself in trouble. I'm with. He knows better and he is not that type of player but he is a certified maniac he he forgets where he is he just snaps i like it and it's so like i don't think he's a dirty player I, <laughs> he, he's not that type of person he, he is a good person but it also would not surprise me if he just snapped and blacked out and yeah no nah. right in the throat of Man, colin castleton i'll be surprised if he does that he I is won't. He is an edgy player. He's edgy. And the game of basketball needs players like Uros to balance out the softness in some other players. <laughs> and every team needs an Uros. He takes the pressure off his teammates. The guys are playing more um, with confidence. They're playing more free. I think Uros is really taking the weight off, off of this team a lot. And mm-hmm. taking the, the pressure off John Fulkerson, man. Be honest, 
Yes. I mean, he's been, he, he hasn't played well. We understand the reasons. But he has been put in a position, John Fulkerson, to be the superstar of this team. And that's just not who he is. He He's always been a role player. And so the pressure is all focusing uh, a lot. And that's been good in the last two games. Yes, and I I love Folky's comments. I, I don't want to distract you. No, from please, because we didn't mention it yesterday. It's very, very important. I, I, I don't want to distract you from finishing out your thought on who you think is going to be the leading scorer. I just said turnover. I got, I, I'll say Kennedy. Okay, that, that would be awesome. Um, since he needs him tonight, that is for sure, because if Castleton is out, Florida is is definitely stronger at the guard position. And I'll be interested to see who guards Tyree Appleby. He, he's really the only guard that can win the game for Florida. Florida has Florida's kind of – Tennessee is, is in a better situation than Florida, but Florida does have similar issues to Tennessee where it probably has more role players than it should. And some of them are, are are nice role players. Like the last couple of games when I've been watching Florida, Philandris Fleming has stood out to me. He's a senior, and he, he's just an, an energy guy. And they've got some energy guys off the, the bench down in the post as well. Anthony Deruji, uh, Jason Jadoba. I don't know how to say his last name. I, I apologize to, to Jason. He actually spells his name correctly. Uh, that This Jason, J-A-S-O-N. Uh, but Deruji and, and Jason, they're, they're going to bring the energy in the post. They're going to have to match that, uh, and I'm sure Urosh will. That is for sure. But at the guard position, Tyree App- Appleby's the only one that scares me. And he's 6'1", 163. That that seems like uh, a matchup Kennedy is is capable of. I think I like putting Josiah on on Appleby just to, A, take the pressure off of Kennedy uh, defensively. And and B, Kennedy has been better on, on defense since the Kentucky game, but whew, Tyree Appleby versus Kennedy may may not be a great matchup for the balls on the on the defensive end. And Josiah has more length, bigger guy, and is is good defensively. So I think I'd like to see Josiah on Appleby. But if Kennedy has a big night, that'd be big because yeah, Kennedy Florida doesn't had, have a lot of guards. Yeah, Kennedy had a. Um... A nice lesson on defense against Kentucky, um, for sure. And um, he's played better since since then. I, I like your point about Appleby. And Appleby reminds me so much of Patrick Beverly in the NBA. Yes. Because <laughs> and Appleby is kind of like our Zakai Ziegler. Yes. Because he sets the tone when he comes in defensively. He's a, he's a really good on-ball defender. He is scrappy as all get out. If you leave him open, he can make a he can make a shot. He can handle the basketball uh, with the best of them, and uh, he is their energy guy. And so, if you don't match Tyler Appleby's energy when he comes in, then you will get cooked offensively much, or yeah. defensively. Yeah, you will get cooked. That's I mean that's that's the right way to say it. Yeah, and I I like the 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 Pat Bev comp, but I will, will also add that. Don't think that because Swain made that comp that Appleby can't go out there and get buckets. Oh, he can get buckets. He is a bucket. And obviously there's a correct stigma around Pat Bev that <laughs> he is not a very good offensive player. And that is correct. He's he not very good shots. offensively. But he, he, what you get with Pat Bev is is the mentality and, and 
on the defensive side of the floor. So I do like that comp in, in that regard. But with John Fulkerson, Folky had some some awesome comments the other day when he met with the media and was asked about his thoughts coming off the bench. And he he said that it, it needed to happen uh, to kind of switch some things up. And he didn't necessarily see it coming. He, he said that he was a, a little surprised by the move, but he – I mean, you're a player. You always expect to start, especially when you've been starting. Do you not? Not if you're playing back. Yeah, but John Fulkerson is a little bit different in the fact that he's been here forever and has been starting for a long time. I understand that. I, I understand Folky being surprised. Like, I'm, he was playing bad, and it was a good move by Rick to do so. But, like, I also understand Folky being surprised. He's been in the starting lineup for like three years now. I'm surprised he's surprised. That's all I'll say. I'll let you continue. But he had, I thought he had great comments after he said that he was surprised or, or that he did not expect it. Uh, and it, it's a good lesson for every athlete out there, in my opinion. And Folky said that uh, although it was – I can't say that I was expecting it, I trust Coach. And Coach has been doing this for a long time. And he knows what is best for this basketball team, what is best for me. And I'm going to trust him in that decision and just go out there and, and play my role the best way that I can and try to be a, an energy guy off the bench. And credit to John Fulkerson because he has looked better since he, he went to the bench. And credit to Rick Barnes. That, that move has paid off the last two games since since the move was made. It worked against Vanderbilt. It, it worked against LSU. Uh, I would expect for it to work tonight against Florida. But I, I thought those were, were really good comments from, from John Fulkerson and a lesson for athletes out there. Like, it, it may not go your way, but you, you still need to buy into the team and buy into your role and, and, and not be an issue if things don't go your way. For sure, I, I, I mean, I, I love John Fulkerson's comments. I love his media media time. I think it, it's a great lesson, and um, I know John Fulkerson will, will respond. And, I, and there's going to be a game coming up soon that we're going to need him to, to play well. And there's going to be a game, I think, in the near future where he has a chance to be the leading scorer and will be the leading scorer. Every game you have different matchups that go in your favor that may not going your favor and you're you are expected to when the opportunity arises understand your advantages as quick as possible and exploit them as much as possible in the course of a basketball game in the course of a football game or whatever and John Folkson is going to be in a position where he's going to have an advantage over the person guarding him and he's going to have to play well for Tennessee to win Yep, I, I completely agree. I I think in order for Tennessee to reach its full potential, John Fulkerson needs to to be more productive and and return to being John Fulkerson. I I, I don't think he's completely there yet. He's played well the last two games, but I still don't think he is maximizing all of his ability. 
not not saying that he should necessarily be an all SEC player or win some major award at at the end of the season, but like I, I don't think he is is you know necessarily one thousand percent a bench guy. I, I it's weird because I, I think he can can give more than just being a, a role player off the bench, but I also don't think that he can be your best post player. Does that make sense? It does. I, I think he's somewhere in the middle. So uh, I, I think he's getting back from, from the COVID stuff. Rick said that this week, and, and Rick pointed out that he has played well the last couple of games um, and really played well against LSU and, and did what the coaches asked him to do. So in order for this team to reach its full potential, Folky's going to have to continue to regain form and give give more. I think Brandon Huntley Hatfield is going to have to come to life in order for Tennessee to reach its full potential. I, I think Olivier, it'd be great if he could take a step and be more efficient, be more productive. And, I, I and like play and not talk back to yes, Rick. Like, why are you yelling at Rick Barnes in the middle of the game while the play is going on? <laughs> You're not going to win that battle. You're not going to win that. That is not the time for the play. I don't know if what happened, for those who did not notice on on TV or in person and did not notice, Olivier messed up. Was it on defense or offense? I can't remember which side of the ball. This is the first half, so it would have been. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think it was defense. Something went wrong defensively. And Rick thought it was Olivier's fault. I don't know if it was or not, but Olivier did not think it was his fault and tried to make an excuse to, to Rick right there <laughs> in in the game, on the floor, while the game was still going on. And, and everybody was transitioning to the other side of the floor and Olivier's going back and forth with Rick. Again, I don't know who, who was wrong, who was right in that situation, but if you're the player, you're never right in that situation in that moment. That no. That is, you say that for film. And practice and, and ask questions or try to give an explanation then. Halftime or timeout, maybe. 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 But I I think Olivier's been been playing well defensively. I I think, but again, in order for Tennessee to reach its full potential, they're gonna need more from him on the offensive end to be more efficient and, and more effective. Because and I say that about those three other post players because I'm I'm not completely bought into to Uros just carrying the post players the remainder of the season. I'm I'm kind of in the middle uh, in terms of buying into to this version of of Uros. Like I absolutely believe that the energy and the effort that that is a real deal thing that has benefited Tennessee. But in terms of production as a basketball player, he has benefited the last two games from not really dealing with a post presence. Vanderbilt does not have a post presence that that can give anybody issues. LSU has Darius Days, but even, even he's kind of a, a smaller post player, and, and he was banged up. And, and so LSU didn't really have a post player. Tari Eason, he's a freshman and, and plays like a freshman. There's there's not much there to give resistance to Tennessee's post players. So I think he has benefited from the past two games of a lack of a post presence by the opponent. Tonight, he he will be tested tonight because uh, 
Colin Castleton is obviously Colin Castleton, and, and he is a very good basketball player and will give him issues in that regard. But the other two, DeRuji and, and Jason Jabota off the bench, like they will match his intensity and effort. They'll be yeah, they'll be physical. They'll, they'll be physical. They'll, yeah, they'll be physical and they'll 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 be effort guys. And um, if we don't, if Uros and Olivier or Uros and Hunt uh, BHH or Fulkerson and whoever the combination is post, if you're not matching that physicality, then they will punch you on the glass, man. Those those they've always had, you know, strong athletic big men. You look at Patrick Young, who's you know, covering SEC basketball now, and when he was at Florida, he was he was that like that Dwight Howard light with a better offensive game. Um, you, you better match their physicality, or like I said, they will punk you in the glass. Yep, and with Urosh, like I'm not even worried about him getting punked. Like if if Urosh doesn't succeed, it, it's not going to be because of effort and intensity. It's going to be because of pure basketball skill. And that is what I'm curious to see how it plays out. How how will Urosh perform from a, a skill standpoint moving forward tonight against some physical post players that haven't been there the past two games and, and as you play some, some other teams down the stretch that have legitimate post players. And that's why I think those other three that I mentioned need to take a step because I'm not buying into Urosh long term from a – Basketball skills perspective. Some uh, some quick hitters here, Ben. Tennessee has won the last six out of seven games against Florida. Love to see it. In those last seven games, neither team has reached 80 points. So if you are rolling with Action 247 today, at T in Action 247 on Twitter, use the promo code Swain Event. You're a first-time player, and uh, your first deposit will be matched 100% up to $800. But if you are looking at the over-under, which is at 133, that's an important note that these teams fail to reach 80 points. Now, they can reach barely, you know, reach 70 and still hit the, hit the, hit the over. Under 70, still hit the over. Um, but this is going to be a, a game where I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of offensive firepower. I'm taking the under, baby. <laughs> I don't think you're going to see that tonight. I think you're going to see a, a tough defensive game. Mm-hmm. I think points will be tough to come by. And uh, the team that takes care of the ball, the team that you know shoots it better from the free throw line, the team that has better margin on the, on the glass, that will be the team that probably wins. Re- rebounding and turnovers. I think those are the the two statistics that will determine the game. Rebounding and turnover. Uh, or, uh, Florida is pretty strong on the glass, especially on the offensive glass. They are a good offensive rebounding team. Uh, they do give up some off- offensive rebounds, however. Uh, they, they are ranked towards the bottom of the country in terms of offensive rebounds given up but they, they force turnovers defensively. It, it's weird. They, they kind of Their, their offense and, and defense flip-flops. Offensively, they turn the ball over quite a bit, but then they also force a lot of turnovers. <laughs> they, they get a lot of offensive rebounds, but they give up a lot of offensive rebounds. They, they shoot a lot of free throws. 
they give up a lot of free throws. It's it's interesting. One thing they do not do well at all, they do not shoot the ball well what whatsoever. They they are a bad three point shooting team, three hundred and fifteenth in the country. And they're a decent two point shooting team, but in today's day and age of basketball, that that just doesn't carry as much weight as it as it used to because a lot of teams just want to get to the get to the glass, get to the rim, get a layup, get a dunk, or get fouled, or shoot a three. That 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 is the modern age of of basketball. But they do not shoot well, and and they they do turn it over quite a bit. And Tennessee has been been good in forcing turnovers of late. So I, I expect a uh, an under tonight. Kim Palm projects a 72-63 to 63 win for Tennessee. Nine-point win for Tennessee and scoring more than 70 points gives Florida a 22% chance of winning. So we take, we're taking Tennessee to cover, 10 points, and we're taking over. Let's wait and see if Colin Castleton is playing. If Castleton is not playing, I say Tennessee covers. If, if Castleton is playing... Actually, I'll, I'll say that Tennessee covers regardless. Because even if Castleton can play, how effective is he going to be? He's missed the last four or five games due to injury. How effective is he going to be in his first game back? So, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Tennessee covering either either way, and I'll take the under. Okay. What say you? I need time. <laughs> yeah, I need time. I need time. I'm looking at uh, Austin Price's tweet from yesterday. Or was it from today? I think it's from today. Yeah, it's from today. He quote tweeted his um, tweet from January 26th, a year ago, when uh, Heupel was emerging as the top candidate for Tennessee to replace Kirby Pruitt. And the comments. These comments are from known listeners of the show. Ooh, I see you, ATL, VFL on here. Uh-huh. Ooh, ooh. Oh, man. These some freezing takes. Dierval under there. Dierval probably went back and deleted it. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. Yeah, I was probably on here. What about Kiffin? That, that was back during his uh, Lane Kiffin. No, that was phase. no, that was uh, that was that was uh, Hugh Freeze. Ah, yes, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, it, it, was was. Hugh Freeze. it was Hugh Freeze. What about Hugh? It Freeze? was Hugh and Lane. Oh yeah, couldn't hire anybody different than those guys. They were not going to work. Tennessee could have hired Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin. Diarvall said and no. Diarvall said no. I wanted Hugh. The Reverend Hugh. Some of these people looking good on here, man. Some, most of them here. Oh boy. I, I see one comment that literally their handle was "Believe the Hype." That a year ago was like, "This is so trash. This is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible." I love this, man. Did Austin point out that uh, some of y'all need to delete tweets? 
is that what he referenced or just that is the, the one year anniversary of Heifel becoming yeah, coach of Tennessee? Just one year anniversary. He was just like, look at the the comments, you know, then versus now. That's all. Uh-uh-uh. Sports fans gotta love us. Hey man. Emotion. Emotion and passion. Oh yeah. So the believe the hype. Uh Twitter profile name a year ago says, I'm selling my fanship if this happens. <laughs> a year later, his his profile name is Believe the Hype. <laughs> Hour two is brought to you by Action 247, Tennessee's only legal sports book. Stay with us. Be right back. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself, but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim when you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. 
Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Hey there, Swain Event listeners. I'm excited to share my new Keller Williams Realty app so you can tour homes without leaving yours. Not only can you search for homes in specific areas and neighborhoods, you can also have access to real-time market snapshots on stats like average home price and days on market, plus commute times from your office, school zones, and much more. Download my app today and get the most accurate information on buying, selling, and investing in real estate in your area. Just search for the Keller Williams Realty app and click on more in the lower right-hand corner. Type in Jennifer Morris in the Your Agent search bar, then save and you're set. And as always, feel free to reach out at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, Tennessee, Florida tonight. But uh, as promised, as we're approaching the the top of um, the hour, we were talking about Tennessee football recruiting in the first hour, um, because of our guy here on the on the text box early in the show, can the Tennessee ball. Uh, about what he wants to see for my football program, recruiting at an elite level again. I want to see us overpay. Easy to say that because it ain't my money, but still tired of being a punchline. And, uh, you know, Tennessee's a punchline because of the changeover coaches and the instability and the roster not being right and losing the way you are and, it's hard to snap your finger and just recruit at a high level. And what if you snap them like little John? You snap your fingers, do your step, and do your step. And what if you do it all by yourself? Because you not, can not do enough. it all by yourself. Not enough. Not snap enough. your fingers. Not enough. Do the step. Not enough. You can do. It. You was hype on the way here, huh? You must have listened to that on the way here, huh? No. So. It's 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 pretty natural. I did it when my neighbor was was cutting his his yard with this with his new lawnmower. My lawnmower is a ride lawnmower. It's nice. I gotta get it fixed. It don't work right now, but it's nice when it's working. Better get Rodney up here. But 
you know, one day last year, my neighbor that used to get his yard cut by you know, people come over, cut his yard. One day he was in the front yard with the same type of equipment. He got a new lawnmower. I was like, yo, that thing is sweet. Why he need that? He don't need that lawnmower. His yard ain't even that, even that big. But then his lines were straight. Then he had the, the, the 360 zero gravity turn lawnmower. Like he was whipping it. I was like, man, I, I can't do this in this John Deere. And like I wanted one. Because I saw him with a new lawnmower. And I wanted my grass to look like his grass. But I had to remind myself, I got a pretty, my lawnmower works. Well, when it, when it gets fixed, it'll work. But it's a good <laughs> lawnmower. And it does the trick. And the lines won't be as great, but I'm not going to go out there and try to buy a $3,000 lawnmower when I got one that works just fine when it works, <laughs> and it does a trick. And I think it's really easy, like, when you see someone else doing something, you kind of forget what you're doing and, and, and want what they want. And... Texas A&M right now, man, is they're, they got the number one – Ranked class ever, like in history. But it's not like it was Jimbo Fisher's first year. It's not like this thing happened overnight for Texas A&M, and we don't even know what they're gonna do with the, with that class, to be honest. But they've got some who uh, are not deserving of their ranking. Yeah, but Jimbo Fisher's first year was the 2018 man, and um, you know, looking at two four sevens rankings. Sorry, Ben, but how dare you? How were your friends? It was the first thing that came up. You're some bum. And uh, Texas A&M was 17th in the country, first year, fourth in the country, second year, third year, sixth in the country. Um, last year was eighth. So they have had a top 10 class for four consecutive years. When you add this past one in. Four, six, eight, and now number one. And Heupel's first year, this uh, this class after NCAA stuff and I mean he, he pulled us a sixteenth rated class in the teens. Now I don't expect Tennessee to be top five in recruiting this year, but I do expect Tennessee to be better. And it's not an overnight it's not an overnight deal. Because if you're Texas A&M, you got more money than anybody. You could have. You could have done what you did this this year with NIL money. You got the same amount of money now as you did four or five years ago. You could have paid for the class just illegally if you really wanted to. But... If Jimbo Fisher would have done this in his first year, that would have raised immediate red flags and really been easy to catch up Texas A&M. Isn't that what Hugh Freeze did? That's what Hugh Freeze did. He just was doing too much too early. And what Lane Kiffin did when he was at Tennessee? Too much too early. Like, your first year, you got a player to sign that didn't take a visit? And Come on, man. The number one overall player in the country. Like, yeah, come on, man. This is too easy for the NCAA. Too easy. It's too easy for other people to tell on you with 
and, and, and back it up. Too easy. You got to win a little bit, man. You got to win. Kids want to see on-field product. Since he's had one season under Josh Heifel. One season under Josh Heifel. Where he's been able to show on-field results. One season. So I expect him to be better in recruiting this year. I expect him to be better the following year. But I never expected him in his first year to recruit at a top 10 level because it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. You got some good players in this class. You got some good players coming back. You got to figure out the depth. You got to figure out what you're going to do with the portal. You got to figure out a lot of things. And you better be a little bit lucky, too, as far as injuries, things like that. I want I want to be better yesterday. I want to be in Atlanta, compete for a football game, other than at the beginning of the season. These are all things I want, which is the same as you. But I'm, I'm not going to expect Tennessee to be top five in recruiting after Josh Hopkins' first season. And you're going to overpay for some kids. It's hard not to. Just like it's hard for college coaches, or excuse me, universities to not overpay for coaches. You're going to do it. But you have to. It's kind of the name of the game. You, you have to overpay. It's going to happen. But you got to be careful about who you are doing that with. Because, again, this ain't, it ain't your money. It's somebody else's money. Maybe they don't want to overpay for a guy. So you have to be very careful about who you identify that you want to hit your wagon to and make a big player in the NIL. So I think Tennessee will finish better this upcoming recruiting class than they did this year. And that's that's what I want. Butch Jones, I want that Butch Jones trajectory in recruiting where – First year, you was in teens, and then you dangled the numbers in 14. You had 32 because you were dealing with attrition from the roster that you inherited. And then you signed two top 10 classes. I think Tennessee could and should be able to do that moving forward. But on the field play is important, too. Tennessee didn't really have anything to sell on the field to this to, to this year. 865-255-03. We got for what? I've Come, got a good one today. Coming up. So don't go anywhere. Be right back. For what is coming up on the Swain event. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? 
you know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup, or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. There are articles and news stories that you read about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused, you don't understand why. You start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask? For what?
care of here on the show. Live here from the Low T Center Studio. Ben, all eyes are on who? The Tennessee Titans, kind of. A Titans fan, a Titans super fan, is going on for what today? Because over the weekend at the Bengals game on Saturday, this uh, super fan, Preston Weatherby, used the restroom. Okay, that's um. I mean, I I did that last time I was at the Titan Stadium. Did it? Had to do it a couple times, man. Line was long too. Must have had several drinks. Yeah. Uh, this sure Titan did. super fan. Used the restroom, okay, and then wiped his hands on another another man's face in the restroom. Uh, was was there a fight? Uh, I'm I'm not sure. Metro Nashville Police say 23 year old Preston Weatherby attempted to cut the line for the men's restroom near Section 321 at Nissan Stadium on Saturday during the Titans playoff game. When another fan confronted him about it, once they had been inside the restroom, he reportedly wiped his hands across the face of the other man in an attempt to escalate the situation. Oh, my God. He admitted to drinking, and police say he was too intoxicated to take care of himself. He was transported to booking and charged with public intoxication and disorderly conduct. He posted a $200 cash bond and was released. My goodness. Here's what I don't want. And here's another for what. I understand drinking at games, but some of y'all are reckless drinkers at games. <laughs> and I understand, like, if, if you are a Titans fan, that game drove you to drink. I understand. I, I understand that game making you want to drink. It, it was very similar to the Steelers game the year before in the playoffs. And that game made me drink when they got destroyed by the Browns. It is frustrating. I, I get it. But here's what I don't get. And whoever participates in this gets it for what. And, and Preston also gets it for what for this. Why spend all that money to go to a game and not remember any of it? Or feel terrible the whole time? Maybe you feel good. I don't know. But like somebody explained to me the purpose of being a reckless drinker at a sporting event you paid a lot of money to go to and it's a playoff game forget the money aspect of it if you are a supposed super fan don't you want to remember the game and watch the game I mean I would want to but I never understood that people do this all the time I, I see it in Neyland every single year and it baffles me why, why are you spending so much money to come to this game to to just be reckless with your alcohol and, and make everybody else's life miserable? The people around you, the people you came with, your wife, your husband, your kids, your in-laws, your grandparents, your parents, everybody that came with you is embarrassed by you and to be with you. Why, why do some of y'all act like that? Oh, man. At, at these games, but... uh. Don't, don't put your, your your hands on a, another man's face in the restroom, please. That's disgusting. I mean, I don't see why you put your hands on anybody's face, period. Yes, but especially in the bathroom. Ugh, like, quit yeah. being nasty. Yeah, that's the point. Like, I'm, if somebody does that to me, I'm swinging on you. 
You have to. You put your hands on me in the restroom, you are getting swung on. That you, I mean, you, you, you have to swing. You have to. All right, um, let's go to the text box. Awesome. Grayson Allen, he gets it for what? That, that, that was bookmark. We won't get into all that. Grayson, you're still doing too much. Quit quit doing all that. Tigers, they don't change the stripes, man. It's the location. Always Vol says zero turns are the best money I have ever spent. Talking about them lawnmowers, man. I want one. But I don't need one. I do need one. But I don't need to spend that much money for one. They, be, they, they have them sitting outside. At the home improvement store, every time you walk in, you, you walk. So sexy. Now, that's I know, something man. I want to put my hands on. Those zero turn lawnmowers sitting outside the, the store. I know, I know. Just let me rub you. Let me side. Another, another two months, man. You, so smooth. We'll be out there. We'll be out there cutting it. ATL VFL says, I stand by my comment of Hypo being Danny's safety. I think he preferred to find a new coach rather than stealing from Central Florida. No, that well, that's what Danny said. Danny said it, you know, he he didn't want to do that. I remember at the press conference, he said he didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But the more that he talked to our players, the more that he talked to, you know, people during the process, he realized what Tennessee needed. And, now, and also, he was right. Yeah, 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 he was he was right. But I also, Josh has been what they needed. Josh has been what they needed. And I also think, and it, and it worked out, so don't, don't take this the wrong way. Like, Danny got some no's. He didn't officially offer the job, but like he got some no's, and that's okay. I look at it as a blessing if 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 the wrong person told you no. Mm-hmm. It hurts you when the right person tells you no, and you don't know if the person that told you no would have been right or not. You don't know that. But all I know is Tony Elliott said no, and it was good for Tennessee. And he realized, at least I hope he realized, that that was a mistake on his end because he's at Virginia now. Coaching football. Doesn't sound very fun. So, I remember Danny White saying that. Yes, yes, I, yes. I, 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 really, I really remember that. And everything you just described is another example of how great of an athletic director Danny White is. He spoke with the players when he did not have to. Asked them what they needed. Not only did he he ask, but he listened. And he went out and applied it. And every every player that was kind of asked about the transition this past season during media availabilities, they always said that Josh was exactly what the team needed. That Coach Heupel came in and, and provided what was, was missing and lacking and, and what this team needed. And that is because Danny White interacted with the players, and listened. There are a lot of folks in, in suits who do that just for an appearance, just just to look good. Oh, I'm, I'm meeting with the players. I'm going to let them voice their frustrations, but I'm not actually going to listen to them. Danny actually listened, and then he went out and applied it and made a heck of a hire. But yet, some of y'all still think that he's not very good. Well, that number, I think that number is... Um dwindling down is it dwindling or they just don't have a lot to complain about at the moment well, i mean hey it may be a little bit of both but uh, i think tennessee got it got a good one i think most people understand that and know that uh 
may not be happy with some of the changes of tickets and things like that because people were used to having certain game day experience and they don't want that to change. I certainly understand that, but I think we all can agree that we have upgraded our administration and um, in a good place right now. Hour three is coming up. Is Colin Castleton playing? That is the uh, question on the text box. And I did not play recently, but we'll get to that coming up.